What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, good evening. Welcome, welcome, and welcome tonight to Blessings by Grace Radio. This is Learner's Lounge Thursday. Tonight is Thursday, October the 6th, 2022, and we are so elated. You are back again with us another night as we usher in the Spirit of God. Tonight is the night where we learn biblical facts. We learn what thus saith the Lord. That is tonight what we are doing so we're just so ever elated, so ever grateful that you guys are here with us on the air tonight. That way you guys will learn what the Spirit of the Lord is saying tonight. And you just heard a song by a new gospel artist called Quadra Banks. The song is called My Prayer. And that is a beautiful song because it just breaks down what she believes her prayer is, talking about the Lord's Prayer and how deep that prayer can be. So that's like a really awesome and cute little song. I think it's nice. I think it's great um, to have that type of song. So I like it a lot. I have no issues. I just think it's a great song. Anyway, and so now it is time for my portion, which is called Inspiration Thursday. So for Inspiration Thursday tonight, I'd like to – break down, if I can, what is Bible study and things like that. Like, why do we why do we have a Bible study? Why do we study God's Word? Now, uh, I can literally tell you that there are different types of studies, different ways people do decide to study from the Bible. There is probably no one way to do it, but let's talk about why we should study. And what to expect when you um, are trying to learn about studying the Bible. So, for instance, when it comes to Bible study, what is Bible study and why do we study the Bible? So, Bible study, it can be overwhelming and a little frightening to study the Bible. Especially, for instance, if you go to a Bible study group or you're listening here on the radio station, you may not know what to expect when you're doing Bible study. You may not have any real expectations because you don't know what to expect what to expect now. There are seven different there are several several different types of Bible study methods. Now, you want to add some pep to your Bible study, I'm gonna go over some seven different types of step by step Bible study methods that you can do on your own. These methods are for you to have out of the open Bible study notes, like a King James Version. They have a lot of different types of study Bibles, too. So when you study the Bible, you want to read through the chapters carefully. You want to seek to find the main subjects or subject of those chapters. Number two, you want to give each chapter a title that suggests in the main content. If you're reading the Gospel of John, for example, you might give each chapter titles like Jesus Christ, the Word of God, the Wedding at Cana, the New Birth, the woman at the well, the healing of the man at the pool of Bethsaida, the feeding of the 5,000. So those are just different types of topics you could do. Now, when you reread the chapter, you can make different types of outlines. So when you talk about Jesus Christ, the word of God, we're still in talking about St. John. That would be um, St. John and then the first chapter, verses 1 through 9 and stuff like that. Now, you want to take notes. That way you'll be able to read back on your notes, and you want to make an outline. And a good Bible chooses like in coordinates because those give you the breakdown. They give you references, things like that. A good concordance probably 
um, is going to be Schofield. He has a good concordance. And then if you're looking for, like, a good Bible in general, my these are just my recommendations. Um, for a commentary, let's start with, well, first the concordance is um, Strong's concordance or Schofield. Um, that's a study Bible. If you're looking for, like, a good, um, I would say, like, a good commentary would be Matthew Henry. I use Matthew Henry a lot. A good Bible, of course, we use King James Version um, in my church and, of course, at home. And, like, Thompson and Chain, if you're, like, a pastor, if you're, like, a bishop, a good Bible is, like, Thompson and Chain. That's, like, an amazing Bible to have. Now, I'm not telling you you have to go out and buy these, but I'm just saying if you're, if you're like, listening to my opinions, I'm just saying that that's, like, a really awesome thing. You can also have online, like, when you're searching with Bible study, online reference and text as well. There's all kinds of apps in the Apple App Store, in the Google Play Store that might play on for you as well. So there's different types of stuff. And then when you talk about studying the Bible, uh, let's break down what is a Bible study. A Bible study is a time set aside to strive to understand the words of the Bible. A Bible study is also known as a Bible devotional or a Bible devote. Christians and those who wish to learn more about Jesus Christ participate in Bible studies to learn more about God. You can have a Bible study with yourself, or you can have a Bible study at your church or with people in your home, but it can be independently as well. That's by yourself. And the words he spoke in the Bible. There are groups and personal Bible studies. So a personal Bible study is you, yourself, and God. A group is you, yourself, God, and a bunch of other people, including your pastor or like a Bible study instructor. A Bible study is an analysis of the most popular book in the world. The Bible, however, what a Bible study means to one person may not be the same to the other. Often what a Bible study is will depend on the intent of the reader or the student. We also find what we are or are not looking for based on the intent we have in reading and studying the Bible. For example, if your intent is to prove the Bible wrong, there's plenty of evidence you could use to try to support that theory. On the other hand, if you're looking for facts to support the proof that the Bible is full of facts, there are numerous resources out there that will support the fact that the Bible is indeed true. Many of the facts of the Bible can be verified with history. Now, did you know that really when you talk about history, and your kids learn this, and my son did his seventh grade year with his history teacher, back in the day when there was the Romans and they were in that era, it literally talks about Jesus Christ with the Romans and Caesar and Pilate and all those when Jesus got crucified. A little bit of that history is in the common American history that the kids learn about in history class in seventh grade. I was surprised that they talked about that, but they did, and it was great. Now, what is the importance of a Bible study? A Bible study is a personal time with God. It should be a critical part of your daily living as a Christian because it's time when you are in complete devotion to the word of God. As you immerse yourself in the scriptures, you will gain further wisdom and understanding of the words of the Bible. It does take time to learn everything the Bible has to offer. In fact, most Christians would admit they still do not know everything about the Bible. And let me make a side note. You can learn the Bible from top to bottom. You can quote scriptures from the Bible. But if you don't have a personal relationship with God and you don't truly understand the Bible, but you can quote a scripture, doesn't mean you're better than anybody just because you can quote a scripture. Because a person can read something, kind of understand it, and memorize those words and can quote it better than a person who studied it a long time but didn't memorize the words. Doesn't make you better. Doesn't mean you're right. It just means that you can quote a scripture. Now. It does take time to learn everything the Bible has to offer. In fact, most, Christ, most, Christ, most Christians would admit that they still have not known everything about the Bible. 
They could spend millions of hours, but they still don't know everything. Now, you're not alone if you don't know everything about the Bible. Now, the benefits of a Bible study, the more you read the Bible, the easier it gets to understand it. Studying the Bible aids you in your spiritual growth. You get to learn more about God, his son Jesus, your salvation, and so much more. You'll gain knowledge that you can share with others, and it gives you a chance to hear the words of God. Now, that is so awesome when you study the Bible. Those are the benefits to studying the Bible. Bible study, like I said, is an analysis of the book of the Bible. So when you're reading, I don't say you have to start at the beginning and read to the end or from the end to the beginning. I just think that pray about it, figure out where you want to start, make your notes, and let's dive into the Bible. Also, when you do Bible time, Bible study incorporates prayer. It's recommended that you pray at the same time. Ask God to open your heart and mind to the Word. He wants you to imprint on you. Allow God to renew your spirit, strength, then your faith, and speak to your mind. Prayer can improve your life. Like I said, write it down. All your notes, write them down. You have questions you want to ask your pastor, write them down. Which, of course, here on the show, you can email us, BustinsVergaceRadio at Yahoo.com. If you have questions about what you're reading, we can answer them. The bishop will answer those questions for you. That's what he's here to do. Now, Finally, as I'm getting to my closing about the Bible study, try to take the stories in the Bible, the synopsis, or as they call them, uh, parables, and apply it to your daily life. Now, in my opinion, the most important part about studying the Bible is going to be how does it apply to your life? How can you manifest that your life today? What does the Bible talk about in today's times? Well, real quick sidebar, read Revelation. Revelation talks about what's happening right now in America. Just read it when you have time, and you'll see that what Revelation talks about, we're in the end times right now. If you don't believe me, ask your pastor if you have one. Seek God and find out that Revelation is talking about the end times where we're at right now today. Not just 2022, but where we're at in this dispensational time, this century. Revelation does talk about it. It won't say in 2022 or the 21st century, but if you read it and you understand it, it is talking about what we're facing right now in this world. Now, when you do Bible study, you're going to what? You're going to read the word. You're going to pray. You're going to manifest the word. That means let it apply to you. You're going to see how it applies to your life. Those are the three important things, reading it with getting an understanding, prayer, and then applying it to your life and letting it manifest. So those are the three things you can do. And very quickly as I close, the different types of Bible studies, there are two different types of Bible studies. There's an individual Bible study where it's you and God in the Bible. Then there's a group Bible study where it's you, God, the Bible, and those who participate in the group Bible study with you. Now, all of this that I'm saying to you today, if you are ignorant of God's word, you will always be ignorant of God's word. That's from a writer by the name of Billy Graham. What he's saying is if you don't take the time to learn about God's word, you'll never know about God's word. And then finally, this scripture I want to leave with you tonight from Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 2. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged, for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is a standard by which you will be judged. Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 2. So that really just sums up why we have a Bible study. What is the importance of Bible study? It is a time to fellowship, worship with God. But remember, read and get an understanding of the Bible. Pray so God can open the understanding of the Bible. And the third one is to see how it applies to your life. Let it manifest to your daily life. What does the Bible say? That will help you. And when you're doing the Bible, get a notepad, get a pen, get a highlighter, 
And trust me, there are people that highlight big parts in the Bible and they still don't understand why because they're lacking the prayer portion of it. They might read the Bible and try to get an understanding, but they're not praying to make sure they have the correct understanding. And then the third thing you're not doing is letting it apply to their life. So if you do all three things, hey, you're going to be following Christ. You're going to have an understanding. You're going to be applying it to your life. And guess what? Your life will get better. It won't get worse because when you follow Christ, everything only goes up. It doesn't get to the bottom. You start rising to the top. You rise to the top in one day? No, but you get to the top. When you get there, stay on top. Let God guide you. Thank you for listening to Inspiration Thursday. And now, I'm not the preacher nor the teacher, but I hope I inspired you to some degree in some way about Bible study. And now it is time for us to learn from the man of God who is the preacher and the teacher, and he gets all of his words from above. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Bishop Moore, God bless you all. God, God bless you tonight. Amen. Uh, we are so grateful tonight to be able to come back. Amen. On the air with you. To take you. Uh, tonight is Amen Bible study. And we pray tonight, Amen, that. Uh, we pray, amen, that you tune in. Our subject, amen, that we have been talking about for the last uh, three or four uh, 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 Thursdays, we are going to continue tonight, as I told you on last week. Thank God for inspiration words tonight, amen, from, amen, our sister Kitasha tonight, amen. I pray that your ears will be open, that you can hear, amen, how to study the word of God. That is very important, amen, is to knowing how to study the word of God. But let me first, amen, say something. We started out, what is wholeness? Amen. And we went through, amen, a review of what is wholeness. And then the next thing we went to, praise the Lord, the necessity of wholeness. Then, amen, we traveled on from the necessity of wholeness to holiness of God. And that's where, amen, we left off at. Amen. On last week, I'm going to pick up from that uh, right now, amen, the holiness of God. And this is talking about some of the characteristics of who God really is, and amen, who he is, and what, amen, we should be like if we fall in the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. The holiness of God. Remember, amen, First Peter uh, 1 and 15 says, amen, amen. Uh, uh, but as he which has called you is holy, so ye be holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. That is, amen, God is talking to every believer that is following him, uh, that is going to follow him. We're following a holy God tonight, and he wants us to live a holy life. In the book of, amen, uh, Isaiah 6, 1, and 8, uh, we didn't quite get down to it, but we're talking about King Uzziah. It says, in the year the King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting up on the throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Uzziah, praise the Lord, uh, King, King, uh, Isaiah was serving a king, 
amen, by the name of uh, 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 the king was King Uzziah. And and, and Isaiah, amen, was serving this king. But, amen, uh, what's so interesting to me about this, Isaiah thought because he was in the presence of this king and serving this king that he was done righteously. And he was on his way to heaven. But as the scripture revealed to us, amen, Uzziah had to die, and then God had to show Isaiah his holiness, who he really was. And the story, as you know it, it says, amen, in the year the king Uzziah died, I, talk about that idea, I also saw the Lord. He saw more than amen Uzziah died. He saw the Lord. Now, amen, he he was in the midst, amen, of the congregation of uh, Uzziah, uh, 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 amen, serving the king, and, and in the midst of, amen, the people. But Isaiah, amen, found out something. When he saw the Lord, he saw the Lord, amen, holy. He saw him high and lifted up, and he saw him clean and in righteousness. He didn't see him, amen, like that when he was under Isaiah. And the scripture says, then says, I woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a peoples of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Now, when he seen this, amen, Isaiah realized one thing. When I saw the righteousness of God, he realized that he was not clean. And my beloved, I'm going to pick up for where we left off on uh, last Thursday. That point comes to me in a vivid way so clearly. I wonder how you really seen the Lord. You are in church and you're faithful and diligent of going to church and you are not some pastor. But have you really seen the Lord? I deal with in this predicament. My uh, statement tonight where we left off at is a man talking about some of the characteristics of God. God is a fair God. God is fair. There is no way, amen, you can deal with him, amen, and he is not fair. The scripture, amen, declares that God is just. Not only is he fair, but he is a just God. This means, amen, that he is always fair. Never miss in dealing with his creation. God is always fair with his creation. That is so important tonight to me to know, amen, that he's fair tonight. Apostle Peter, he perceived that God is no respectable person. God is not only fair, but he has no respect of a person. 
And that is what he done for one, he'll do for the other. If we, we love him. That comes from Acts 10 and 34. The book of Revelation. It clearly It clearly man describes a jest. Describes a judgment of God. God's fair. In Revelation nineteen and two. God as truth and righteousness. He is as truth and righteousness. In the writing, in the first epistle of John, we observe, amen, he is faithful and he just, First John 1 and 9. He is faithful and he just is to forgive us for our sins. If we only come to him and ask him to forgive us, we got a faithful and we got a just God, and he will forgive us of our sins. Now remember, this is some of his characteristics, and he wants us to be like him. In the particular statement, we perceive not only the fairness of our holy God, but also his forgiveness. He's not only fair, but he forgives us. Thank God tonight we are his creation. We are his creature that he created. God will forgive you for your sins tonight. You don't have to, amen, linger in sin any longer. God will forgive you for your sins. His forgiveness of confessing sin to be just or fair. One characteristic, amen, of the Holy God, therefore, is he, his fairness to all people. He ain't just fair to one group of people, amen, but God is fair to all people. So don't you let people, amen, make you think that he's he fair to some and not fair to others. God is a just God. He's fair to all of us. We perceive, amen, that God's willingness to forgive, confess sin, is an act of holiness. Indeed, it is through repentance, it is through one of baptism and the infilling of the Holy Ghost that God imparts to us his nature of holiness. Now, if you're willing to be baptized in the name of Jesus, first of all, if you're willing is to repent of your sin, come to be godless sorrow. Let the Lord know, amen, that you are a sinner. 
and ask him to forgive you for your sins. He will forgive you for your sins. And if you go down in water in the name of Jesus, being baptized, you got to be buried in water. Not 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 sprinkled, but buried. Water baptism is a type of Jesus Christ's death. And we ought to be Amen. Emerge in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And he will forgive us, amen, for our sin. God's nature manifests itself is an act, and our nature also usually. Also, the results in action. In this perspective, Jesus is the ultimate example of God's holiness as understood in human time. Jesus is the ultimate example of God's holiness. He lived, lived a holy life. He walked it, a holy life. There was no gall found in his mouth. He treated everybody right. And he didn't have no respectable person. So all we have to do is look to the life of Jesus Christ. And we can see, amen, what true holiness is all about. He forgave mankind of their sinfulness. Womankind of their adultery. He's faithful today. God is faithful and he just to forgive our sins upon our confession to him. Yes, he is. His faithfulness is a part of his holiness nature. His faithful is part of his holy nature. So he 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 want to be he want to be faithful because that's part of his holy nature. When he brings any one of us. a statue of faithfulness. He is imparting his holiness to us. The Lord is, amen, is imparting his holiness to us every day. Not only, amen, is he faithful or he's fair, he's truthful. The Lord can't lie. He is truthful. The Bible states, amen, that it is impossible for God to lie. God can't lie. The word of God that we read in cannot lie. Remember the word saying, let every man be a lie, but let God be the truth. God can't lie. You can't catch him in no lie. 
Even the Pharisees and Sadducees in their days, they tried to conquer him up, amen, to catch him in something untrue, but they couldn't catch Jesus in no lie because he is, amen, truthful. He speaks the truth. He lives the truth. This reveals yet another aspect of, amen, the essential of God. He's willing. Not violent, his nature of truth, violating his nature of truth. Jesus Christ manifests his truth. He made known his truth unto us. His truthfulness is true. His promise are true. His prophecies are true. And he walks in truth. In Jesus Christ, the truthfulness of God shall fill us with admonishment in his word. To be careful to receive a love for the truth. Man going, God going to destroy mankind because they didn't have the love of Jesus Christ. They didn't receive the truth of Jesus Christ. When he brings judgment upon the face of the earth, he's not going to destroy mankind because he just wanted to destroy mankind, but mankind didn't love truth. And so, therefore, they have to pay the penalty because they did not love truth for the truth. And uh, take heed that we be not deceived to no believing, not believing a lie, or be damned. In Second Thessalonians 2, 10 and 12, Matthew, the 24th chapter, Indeed, truthfulness is a part of the holiness, and although heaven and earth will pass away, his word is true and will remain forever. Matthew 24 and 35, St. John 17 and 17. We can't get rid of the truth. I don't care how we try to cover it up, how we try to decorate it. When you get through, amen, trying to get rid of it, it's still true. So we're standing on the truth tonight. That is part of God's character. It is truth. Thank God for Jesus tonight. We're talking about the holiness, holiness of God tonight. God is holy. God is holy, and he wants us is to be like him. I can't express that enough. God's moral characteristic is holy. His moral characteristic is holy. It may 
at first glimpse seems a bit contrary to say that all of the foregoing characteristics of God as a part of his holiness. And then to say that the super the supreme characteristic of God is his holiness. Nevertheless, both are true statements. God's holiness is the sum and total of those parts that make it up his total characteristic. Holiness is holiness is his holiness. Amen. He's holy in everything, in every way. He's just holy. The seraphims, amen, flew, amen, from David's altar. And they took a cold, amen, when they got ready to put it down here. And amen, they cried, he's holy. He's holy. He is holy. My God, we ought to let that... Spirit, get down in us, amen. He is holy. And if we are going to follow him, we got to be. We must be like him. Oh, praise the Lord. Uh, in Hebrew, amen, 10, 20, and Hebrew 12, 21, the light of only we, only when repentance is employed and the blood is applied, can humanity go beyond the veil into the presence of God and receive the blessing he wants to impart to us. Interesting. One of the blessings is he desired to impart to us is his holy nature. Amen. God wants to impart his holy nature unto us. See, but you can go so far. Amen. With the Lord. But you got to have some real repentance. You're going to go, amen, into the depths of the spirit. Oh, God allowed you to go that far, praise the Lord. It was saying, praise the Lord, that Hebrew 10, 20, and 12 and 21, in light of this, only when repentance is employed and the blood is applied, can humanity go beyond the veil? Oh, amen. It, 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 it takes something to go beyond the veil. God know when you're ready to repent. He, he, he know when the, that stony heart has been really taken away. Interesting. One of the blessings he de- described is to impart to us is his true holiness. Thank God, amen, for him, amen, one day allowing me 
is to understand what wholeness really is. And I realize, amen, it is not a denomination. It is God's character. It is God's nature. It is God himself. So he's telling us tonight, if we want to be like him, we must put him on. And we must put him on through holiness. Sometimes when you that word, people shy in the word holiness. But amen, if you are not holy, he said, holy without no man shall see the Lord. Because if you ain't holy, you ain't like Jesus. That's not a denomination, children. That's his nature. When Moses flees from the presence of Pharaoh, he came to his backside of Midian, desert. One day, his attention was attracted to a flame and fire in a bush that was not consumed by fire. When Moses turned to look at this mighty miracle, God spoke from the bush, burning bush, and warned him to not to come near, but to take off of his shoes where he was, because the place where he was standing was on holy ground. God is so holy that you can't come to him in your filthiness. You can't stand before God's presence in your filthiness. God wants to, amen, tell you to repent so you can stand before him in righteousness. God is an awesome God. Find that in Exodus 3, 1, and 6. As God revealed himself to Moses, two truths became clear. First, God proclaimed Moses from approaching too close to this present condition. Don't get too close to holding his amen when you know that you are not right. Don't get too close, amen, to the presence of God and rejoice in the presence of God when you know you ain't right. That's a dangerous thing. Listen, my beloved, I'm talking about the holiness of God. I will pick up on this on next week because, amen, I'm just getting to the tip of the iceberg about holiness tonight. And I want you to know that Jesus said, be ye holy. For I am holy, and holy without no man shall see the Lord. This is Dr. Moore saying, God bless you. Amen. And may the Lord keep you until step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.